0: Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast.
1: Here to introduce you to the great musicians and music businesses and organizations of Wisconsin. Thanks, team. Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. I'm thrilled to kick off today's episode by diving into the latest sensation that's about to grace our ears and set our summer on fire national recording artist jordan blanchard is stepping into the spotlight once again with the upcoming single cooler than you that hit the airwaves on june 2nd this anthem captures the essence of a summer breakup combining catchy melodies and heartfelt lyrics that delve into a tale of love gone awry but don't be fooled by the heartbreak cooler than you isn't just another sad song it's a rollicking day drinking anthem ready to become the soundtrack of your summer adventure and speaking of adventures, this single marks the beginning of Jordan's summer tour, a whirlwind jury of almost 100 appearances in a mere 137 days. From festivals to intimate shows, he sets to grace stages alongside country music stars like Hardy, Locash, and Neil McCoy, just to name a few. What sets Jordan Blanchard apart is his distinct sense of humor, with lines like, You always wanted somebody cooler than me, and I'd rather be an iced-down cooler than you. He masterfully weaves sarcasm and wit into his music. And his fans? Well, they're the backbone of his success, a fact he's never shy to acknowledge. As we approach his fourth studio single, it's clear that Jordan's lyrical journey through love has been a roller coaster. From flirty rendezvous to toxic relationships, breakups, and now the ultimate send-off, he's capturing emotions that we all know too well with a fresh twist. Drawing inspiration from the golden age of country love songs, He brings a nostalgic, yet contemporary sound to the table. In the words of music critics, Jordan Blanchard's star is on the rise. His genuine dedication to his craft, combined with his soulful passion, sets him apart as a true embodiment of today's country music spirit. As he gears up to share cooler than you with the world, we can't help but anticipate the next chapter of his musical journey. So grab your favorite cold beverage, settle in, and get ready to enjoy the warm melodies of Jordan Blanchard's Cooler Than You that was released on June 2nd. As we celebrate his artistry, his commitment to authenticity, and the country soul that flows through his veins, let's raise a toast to the sound of true country Troubadour making his mark on the Wisconsin music scene and beyond. So let's get right into the interview with Jordan Blanchard. Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. This week we have Jordan Blanchard. Um, He is a Nashville recording artist, but he's originally from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, His first single dropped in 22 and accumulated over 100,000 streams, so I probably got him about a penny or two from streaming sites in the first month. Over the past two years, he's played over 400 shows spread across several states. Some major events including headlining multiple county fairs, the Porterfield uh, Country Festival, and being part of the Hodog festival main stage lineup he's also been on dozens of national stages he's also part of Nashville of the north which is what we're going to be talking about as well so welcome to the wisconsin music podcast jordan hey thanks zach i'm glad to be here man good to meet you so um first of all let's get your music origin story how did you get into music and kind of how that path took you to where you are today sure
0: well uh growing up, like when I was real young,
1: I was, I was born in 98.
0: So when I first was able to, you know, hear the radio, I, I was hearing stuff like Kenny Chesney and maybe some early Blake Shelton, Eric Church, and then all that 90s stuff like Toby Keith, Garth Brooks was pouring through the radio still. So uh, that's kind of where my foundation was built. And then over, over the course of middle school and getting into sports and high school and stuff, I, I turned to like some pop stuff, rap, alternative, you know, pretty much anything but country until I turned 18. And then, and I got, I got wise again. And, uh, I started listening to to country music and then, uh, I've always been sort of musical. I, I played saxophone in band for maybe seven years. I, I was in the jazz band. I did pet band, you know, any, any chance I could get to, to play with that band. I was doing it. And, uh, I also played keyboard a little bit, just like messing around. My parents got me this Yamaha when I was in eighth grade. And uh, from there, I I was listening to that country music when I started listening to it again when I was 18. And uh, I was like, you know, what is this instrument? And it was an acoustic guitar, you know, like the simplest thing. And I was like, I want, I want to play these songs. So I got one and uh, pretty much just took off from there. I taught myself. Um, for about two years. I had, one, I had one summer where I was in Eau Claire by myself in a house, I was working construction and I would do that all day. I'd go to the gym and then I'd come home and I'd play guitar basically until I fell asleep and sing. So that's where I made most of my early leaps was in that three month span where I had the whole house to myself. And uh, two years later, I played my first show and then five months after that, I was full time and I played 225 shows in my first year which was impressive but it's too much <laughs> so i won't do that again um and then yeah i i decided that 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 wasn't going to be my route you know some people some people want to be the cover band you know they want to play in in nashville on music row or not music row on uh, broadway and they want to do that cover band stuff but i i decided that i had a story to tell so i started songwriting and uh i started to find some band members and then i started pushing uh, you know, my songwriting a lot more. I started going to Nashville and uh, doing doing the artist thing. I still play in bars. We played five shows in a week er, in a row last week. But, uh, yeah, so I'm pushing hard as an artist, but still doing cover band type stuff. But, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at now, three years later.
1: <laughs> All right, cool. So what do you find is um, the local scene? I mean, you, did you play in Wisconsin a lot before you went to Nashville? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. let's compare yeah. the 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 local scenes between where you played in Wisconsin and Nashville. What do you see as the differences <laughs> and similarities?
0: Um, I think I think they're very similar. I like that in in Wisconsin you get to spread out a little bit more. You know what I mean? You, you're not just confined to one street in the whole in the whole city or state. You know, <laughs> like they are on Broadway there, um, and here you get you get like a guarantee like you're getting paid no matter what pretty much when you're down in nashville you have to i i hate to say earn your money because you earn it either way but um you you have to work the crowd you have to get tips you know there's from what i've heard like on the guys that are playing like four-hour shows on broadway all the time there's a twenty dollar minimum but you can you can still do really well you can make as much down there as you do up here um just based on the tips you're making so i think they're very similar except for the way that you get paid and the area that you're confined to.
1: Okay. And what are some of the struggles that you notice in both scenes
0: <laughs> um, dead crowds, I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know it's hard to say it depends on what your goals are. if you're if you're trying to be an artist and get get streams on Spotify, Apple music and you're and you're singing fishing in the dark and Dixie Delight and all that stuff every other night, you're not really getting the chance to push yourself as an artist so yeah it really depends what your goals are but i'm very thankful the relationships i've built in wisconsin have allowed me to pursue the artist thing while still singing cover songs so we'll play a three and a half hour show with the band which is standard and we'll play seven of my songs and Most of the time after the show, the people that come talk to us are saying that they like those songs better. So we we have a good relationship with our fans. We have a really good set put together and we have a good relationship with our venues. So there's a there's a level of trust there that we're not going to overdo it or play something that's
1: not very tasteful. Excellent. And then of those seven songs that you mentioned, um, are those on a recording that we can talk about?
0: Yeah. So two of them are out right now another one comes out this month and then the rest of them there there's one that we play that uh will not be released because it's it's uh it's not inappropriate or anything it's it's actually my favorite song i've written but it's maybe too traditionally written uh for for my style as an artist so we play it with the band And people love it. It's about Texas. I wear a poncho. My fiddle player and my guitar player do this back and forth thing in the intro. It's pretty cool. Um, But the other, yeah, the other six will be released eventually. Two of them are out right now.
1: Okay. Let's talk about uh, the process. How, How long was it before, from the time you wrote those till you got talking to your producer? I don't know if you want to talk about that person for a little bit as well. What was the time from writing those songs to getting them recorded and the process that you did for the recording? (laughs) um well the first time through i'm sure you've experienced this
0: uh everything takes a little bit longer than you would expect absolutely yep (laughs) so you hear these songs coming out on the radio and you're like oh yeah they wrote the song and then the next day they went in and recorded it and you know the next day it was on the radio and it doesn't go like that at all no especially when you're uh independent you know self-funded and all that stuff so (laughs) um I would say out of the, we, we went in and we cut five songs at a time over two different sessions to, you know, ma- minimize the the costs. And uh, out of those first five songs, I think the earliest one was written, uh, maybe in January. And then uh, that song didn't come out until November. So that, that was, yeah, 10 months. 10 or 11 months to to just get one of them out. And now we're releasing them, you know, every two to three months.
1: So it took a long time. Gotcha. And we're talking about uh, last year, 2022, correct? Yep. Okay. And then where did you record these?
0: Uh, It was in Laverne, Tennessee,
1: which is uh, about
0: 20 minutes southeast of Nashville. Um, My producer's name is Sean Giovanni. It's called The Record Shop. And uh, he has been really helpful as a producer. There's a lot of people down there that will take your money. Anybody will take your money. I'll, yeah. I'll take your money. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, but he uh, he cares about me as an artist, and it was really important. One of the reasons it did take so long is because he wanted to me he wanted me to have an artistic vision. He said you need to know what your music is going to sound like or what you want it to sound like, and you got to see your audience reacting to it. So. We really dug into that he actually gave me like homework like actual worksheets like pen and paper like you know like i was in elementary school again and i had to write my name on it and uh you know my goals and i had to talk about timelines and then you know it it said uh describe yourself in three words and then what artists are you similar to what artists are you do you not want to be like you know and what what is your your target audience and all this stuff i'd never even thought of before like what are your branding colors i'm like I, I don't know. I don't even have a brand at this point, but uh, so he's been like an artist developer. He's been helped with marketing, just, just uh, industry advice. He, he's just been a great guy to work with. And uh, he's been totally fair with me and understanding. And uh, I, I wouldn't be where I am without him. I'm confident in that.
1: So what would be like the top three things that you learned from him, good and or bad?
0: Cool. Um, just cause you like a song doesn't mean everyone else is going to, uh, that was probably the first thing I sent him some of what I thought was my best work. Now looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, he was right. You know, um, the other thing is just number two is there's some basic Nashville etiquette. Like you don't just get to go up to somebody and all of a sudden they're going to do things for you. Um, Luckily, I learned that before I did something dumb like that. You know, went up and asked, you know, like Ashley Gorley to write a song with me. He's like one of the most famous songwriters in Nashville. Um, (laughs) Yeah, either establishing a connection beforehand or just uh, saying that you like their work, follow them on Instagram, message them, you know, thank them for meeting you and just send a follow up and start commenting on their posts, stuff like that. And like form a genuine connection over time rather than just trying to use them to, to get into the spotlight. Um, and number three, oh man, he's, he's always so well-prepared and and so am I, but, um, he, he gave me the tools to prepare the right way. So I, I would say he didn't necessarily give me this advice, but having somebody on your team that knows what they're doing, you know, better than you. So that that's been super helpful.
1: Yeah, that sounds like really good advice. So now when you did this recording, you talked about playing with a live band. Is this the same band that went into the studio and recorded with you? Or was this like uh, Nashville regulars? Uh,
0: These are Nashville regulars. So um, I went down. So like I said, I wrote that first song in January and then we got a couple others together, five total. And then we went down in May. We, I went down. Um, And... They they had a we had a pre production session where the guitar player from Alabama, his name is Jason Roller, he came in and he played acoustic and we got the tempo down and and the key and we messed with the arrangement a little bit to make it more radio friendly. And then the next day we had, you know, the guitar player, bass, drums, we had a, a utility player and then we had uh Jason on acoustic. He did some utility work as well. But uh yeah, and then they would bring your song to life in one or two takes. You know, they do it every day for nine hours.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. And for listeners out there that don't know what a utility player, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's usually someone that can play almost any instrument.
0: Yeah, and typically it's your non-typical instrument. Like, uh, the, they'll, uh, the you know, the guitar player plays guitar, drummer drums, bass player plays the bass, but then your uh, acoustic player is going to Usually it's your the person that's playing acoustic. They'll play acoustic. They'll play a mandolin. They'll play a fiddle. They might play uh, like a dobro or something, or a banjo. You know, stuff like that. Just yeah, your your non typical instruments, like accordion, sure. thing like that.
1: Excellent. Now, since we're still kind of talking about Nashville, let's uh, switch over real quick over to the Nashville of the North. Um, yes, which which is a Nashville style writing, writers round. Now for um, an interview that I did earlier um, someone else was talking about this I think this is where you and I kind of probably connected through her um, and her name is escaping me for this for right second. I can see it right in front of my head uh, but anyways to- she was she was talking about uh, Nashville of the North as well so why don't you kind of explain to the listeners what um, a, a writer's round is and what uh, how that go- corresponds with Nashville of the North
0: Yeah um, okay so, a writer's round is basically when two or more writers get together and they go back and forth, just them, and uh, usually an acoustic guitar, sometimes a keyboard. But uh, in so in Nashville, when you go to see these, they'll, they'll have these nine-person rounds where they will have three people on stage at a time. They'll all sing their songs, tell stories. They'll laugh and joke with each other. And uh, after about 45 minutes, they'll get off. The next group will come on and set up. And the same thing will happen and it'll happen three times. So all, all nine people will do that throughout the night. And uh I've been to some really good ones. I mean, you you just get so much inspiration, not even as a songwriter, but you just want to, after you hear their stories, you want to go out and conquer the world, you know, but uh, some of my best ideas have come from, from watching those. So um after seeing a couple of those for the first time, I came back here and I'm like, man, I know this songwriter and this songwriter and this songwriter, and I have this venue, you know, why, why can't we do that up here? Nobody's doing it. So um, I, when I had some free time, I put this thing together, started a little business, bought some t-shirts, and then uh, pretty much just away way it went. I messaged my friends and it, it was pretty cool to, to, to see the first event. I mean, the turnout was incredible. We had people standing all over, narrow bridge in green bay like every seat in the house was taken people were bumping into each other it was it was great and then all the writers on there were like friends of mine or people i've written with so it was it was pretty cool to see all that come together and uh it's a great listening experience like i said you don't have to be a songwriter to enjoy that
1: right right exactly kind of give us more details of this event where where it's at uh what t- uh where on the calendar is it placed you know details sure. in case people that are listening are really interested in when it's available for them to go and check out.
0: Yeah. So our third event is the last March 30th and it's at 6 30 PM in green Bay, Wisconsin at uh narrow bridge brew house. And there's going to be nine songwriters. I should be, I should have the graphic back in a couple of days. So I'll be able to post that soon, but we have, we have like five new artists on this one. So okay. it's uh it's, it's, it's exciting. You know, people come back and people will come back to see the same artist more than once. Cause they like them and they're going to hear different songs every time. So it's, uh, it's cool to see familiar faces and then all the new people that are showing up as well.
1: Did you say what time it was at?
0: Oh, it's at, uh, it's at 6 30 PM. Okay. And how long does it last? Um, it sort of depends. You go through the, the the rounds are always slightly different, but usually till about
1: nine 15. Okay. And, what would people who um go to this what would they what would you think they would learn from this or what would you hope that they would come away with with uh participating in this
0: um that's a question i ask myself often you know when marketing for this um, i want them to feel inspired um i want i want them to I want them to experience moments not just people singing songs you know when when i was in nashville watching these Stories being told, whether they were happy or sad or funny, um, it impacted me in some way. Some of those songs have stuck with me, and I've thought about them in my daily life. So in in some way, those songwriters have literally changed my life. So that's that's what I want to do for these people. And, uh, you know, give them hope, joy, give them a laugh, anything like that. Um, Yeah, I would want them to be inspired.
1: Excellent. Cool. So, um, and there's a website for... Or Nashville of the North, which which I'm looking at right now. is Nashvilleofthenorthwi.com. Yep. And you can get more information there. Great. Cool. Now let's um, head back over to uh, the two songs that you have released. What was the first release?
0: Um, it was called Hangover.
1: Okay. Do you want to tell the, the story behind that a little bit, or uh, do you want to let other people decide?
0: Uh, contrary to the song's lyrics there was not a, a girl involved in in the in the writing of the song it wasn't about a, a specific girl but um I was where was I I was I was in Midtown which is in part of Nashville and I was with one of my buddies and we were at a writer's round and we were just gonna have a couple a couple beers it was a Tuesday or something or a Monday and uh long story short I, I don't remember walking back to my hotel, which luckily was just across the street. We sat and we must have drank, you know, eight or 10 tall boys each. And then I woke up the next morning and I went to get the hotel breakfast before it closed. went back in my room, went to sleep, woke up, got an Uber across town to the writer's room. And then I'm laying there on the couch, scrolling through my phone. They're like, Oh, what do you want to write? And I'm like, i don't know man i just don't want to throw up on your couch and then uh i scrolled across this title that said hangover and i was like oh you're kidding me so i said guys we gotta we gotta write this and we wrote a song called hangover
1: cool very cool good story <laughs> yeah i mean there are many musicians out there who know exactly what you're talking about that's yep sure. <laughs> and not musicians so yeah, cool <laughs>
2: All night We drank them out Miller Lights Another 80's cover band But we ain't really feeling that I know a spot Where we can talk A couple blocks Yeah, we can walk It's got an all night open bar Bartender's got a heavy pour I got a feeling You'll wanna see it We can hang over in my place. Maybe not want some George Strait Tell me, do you want to dance, babe? Check yes or no We can drink right out of the bottle Cause there ain't nobody to stop us In the morning, we'll be hurting But it'll be worth The hangover in my place We'll trade the bar for my backyard signs from midnight stars A little whiskey and a solo cup I'll strum a song that you're gonna love We can hang over in my place Baby, throw on some doors straight Tell me, do you want to dance, babe? Check yes or no Tell me, do you want to dance, babe? Check yes or no. We can drink right out of the bottle. Cause there ain't nobody to stop us.
1: And then the second song, uh, I believe, is Red Light or Running Red Lights? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Running Red Lights. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that one? This, this was a little bit more
0: specifically about uh, a person that I was seeing. Um, I wrote this probably around the same time that I wrote Hangover. It was winter. And uh, it was just this – I don't want to get into it too deep. Otherwise, she's going to know who she is. But <laughs> – it was just this on and off again relationship. And we were, we were doing stuff that was dangerous to our physical health and our mental health. And we both knew that we had to get out of there somehow. Um, Otherwise we were going to pay a price. And uh, yeah, I just, I just wanted to, I wanted, I wanted it to be vulnerable, but I wanted it to be bold. You know what I mean? I didn't want to, like we were shying away from these problems that were there, like we were facing them head on and it it was tough.
1: So,
0: um, I've, I really come to like that one. I I wrote it when I first wrote it, I didn't like it. There was, it was arranged differently and, uh, it was too long and it was, it was, there wasn't enough of an uplift for the chorus.
2: are closed you call my phone you say baby can you take me home I know I should just say no cause we'll do things we're not supposed to do I help you up into my truck you kiss me cause you're a little too drunk Traffic lights reflecting off your eyes. Green means go, girl, we're good to go. You slide on in pull me close. Yellow means slow, but we ain't slowing down. No, we ain't stopping now. Lights turn red, full speed ahead. I wake up in your bed again, feeling like I'm guilty of a crime. lights reflecting off your eyes green means go, girl we're good to go it's light on in and pull me close yellow means slow but we ain't slowing
1: But now it's it's one of my favorite songs that I've written. What what changed that that changed your thoughts on it?
0: I honestly think uh, the reaction that it got. Um, it di- it didn't get any. It didn't get as many streams as Hangover did. Hangover was was a gift. I mean, I got on an organic, I got into an organic mix with Hangover that I didn't get into with Running Red Lights. But the comments that I was receiving for it, which is Really an artist's goal is to impact people. So the the fact that I saw I was impacting people and I was I was talking about their life and something that is actually going on with them and you know, really making them evaluate their own love life. And uh it was it was for sure that the fans' comments and messages and my, even my friends and some people that listened to Hangover and loved it, they're like, Oh, running red lights is my favorite. I, I don't know what I like about it better, you know, it's just I like it better than Hangover. I'm like,
1: All right, good. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. Sometimes people are just drawn to something for whatever reason. They just connect with it somehow. Yeah. Alright. Um, as we're getting close to the end of my questions here, um, the next one I usually ask is work-life balance. Do you um, seem to have a good control over the um, your personal life and your music life, or is it something that you struggle with?
0: Oh, man. I i struggle with it but not as bad as i used to um during during 2021 i hit like an all-time low like i, I mean i wasn't like it wasn't terrible i guess but it was i got to a point where i'm like do i even want to like play music anymore you know my life was just consumed i was playing shows i played 225 shows in a year so that means i was averaging four 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 and a half shows a week pretty much yeah and uh that just about drove me to the breaking point i was singing all covers i was playing four-hour shows so um, it got to be a lot and then i got some really good advice um on my 22nd birthday um he said uh he said you can't you can't let your business run you you need to run your business so i took that and uh i looked at the the following year and i chopped off 45 shows and I got a band together and I started working towards the artist thing and uh, my, my balance has been a lot better. I have I have friends that I've made because of um, the, the adjustments I've made and I've embedded myself more in the musical community and uh, Instead of you know being on my own little island where I just play solo shows and go home and uh, So my day always starts with I'll eat a little something then I'll go to the gym for an hour and a half Come back, shower, do my vocal exercises, and then I'll do some marketing. Um, anything I have to do regarding our live show, you know, I'll send some emails, stuff like that. And then I would say usually around eight p.m. If I'm not playing somewhere, I'm I'm done working for the day. So it's it's gotten a lot better. <laughs> I'm a lot yeah. happier.
1: Good, good. Yeah, we all we all needed boundaries. No, no matter what age we are, it's nice to have boundaries for sure. Totally. Uh, um, Alright, here's my last question for you um, We talked about gigs mm-hmm. Is there one That has made a major impression on you As an artist And if so, also one that's made An impression on you as an audience member Hmm um,
0: Okay, well We we booked This year A main stage slot at the Hodeg. Do you know what the Hodeg is?
1: Um, only from your bio saying it's the music festival.
0: Okay. Uh, Hodeg Country Festival. It's one of the biggest music country festivals in Wisconsin. It's like Country Jam in Eau Claire or what Country USA used to be in okay. uh, Oshkosh area. And they they keep it pretty traditional. I mean, Neil McCoy is like the king of the Hodeg. He's been going there for like, I think this is his 30th year, but we played in. In uh, battle of the bands last year, where we played for maybe 500 people, which was a lot for us, you know, playing in dive bars all the time. Um, and I, I prepped this thank you note in an email, and I sent it off, and I'm like, ah, I'll probably never hear back from them. But somebody was pulling for us, and somebody liked our live show so much that uh, they asked us to be part of the main stage this year. We played before Neil McCoy and Tyler Hubbard. Tyler Hubbard is half of Florida Georgia line, who's not together anymore. Okay. Uh, I'm singing the national anthem at the opening ceremony, which is totally surreal. I'm so proud to be an American. So that's gonna be, that's. I think it's gonna be difficult to get through, honestly. It's gonna be emotional. And then we have the pavilion on, on Sunday night. So like we went from hoping we could play at this battle of the bands to really like spending more hours playing representing the egg than anybody else is going to be this year. So um, that that kind of like uh, just reminded me that what I'm doing is is working, you know, because um, th- that's the stuff we want to play. We want to play at the egg. We want to play at Country Jam. We want to, you know, we want to play at Summerfest. We want to play these these big festival stages. Yeah. And uh, the way we've been putting together our live show is different than the way anybody else is doing it. And uh, it's it's really been paying off. So, I would say that moment, for me, was uh, was pretty impactful as as a an artist. And yeah. then, as an audience member, oh man, I I remember there there's a there's a few moments that stand out. And. And part of this has has traf- translated to our live show as well. They they like made me feel so deeply that I was like emotional. And I'm like, I've heard this song a hundred times, and and now it's impacting me in like a deeper way than it ever has. So I think that one of them was, uh, it's not Lainey Wilson, uh, Lauren Elena. Okay. She sang a song called Three, and it was about it was about what i'm doing now but at the time i wasn't doing it i just had a guitar and i I hadn't played a show yet it was maybe in 2019 and uh she sang this song i think it's called three where she talked about 10 years away from home for three minutes on the radio and i that has stuck with me pretty much since i heard that like this dream is like there's really no end to it but when you when you think about the journey you're like you sacrifice your whole life for three minutes on the radio, which is it's kind of crazy. But at the same time, you're making such an impact on so many people yeah. with that. So I, I, that moment probably stands alone. But I saw Luke Combs sing uh, a song called Five Leaf Clover at the Grand Ole Opry, a song that's not released yet. And uh, that, that one got me pretty good, too.
1: Excellent. Yeah, we all out there have something special like that in our lives. And it's just cool to hear um, what yours is so. Uh, where can people see uh, find more information online? Uh, where can they go?
0: Um, jordanblanchardmusic.com dot is my website that will have links to all my social media: I have Facebook, Instagram, TikTok,
1: Twitter. Um, I'm on Apple Music, Spotify. <laughs> you can go stream there. Uh, do you have a, an account on Bandcamp so people can go buy your music?
0: Um, I. Don't know. It depends if my distributing company sends me there or not, I guess. I should look.
1: (laughs) Okay. Um, Well, everybody can go to his website. They'll also be in the show notes. Uh, Jordan, thank you so much for being on the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Any last words before we say goodbye?
0: Uh, No, Zach, thanks for having me. You asked some great, great questions, and I'm looking forward to getting to know you a little bit better, too.
1: Same here. Thanks a lot. All right. Thanks, Zach. And there we have it, folks. A sneak peek into the world of Jordan Blanchard. Uh, From breakup anthems to summer tours, Jordan's music brings a touch of nostalgia with a modern twist. I'm going to be playing his latest single, Cooler Than You, at the end of this little outro. But remember to tune in and let his melodies whisk you away. This is the heart and soul of country music, and we're thrilled to share it with you. So keep those ears tuned and your hearts open, because Jordan Blanchard is taking us on a journey we won't forget. Until next time, keep the Wisconsin music spirit alive.
2: He's clean shaved with a 401k living in a downtown high-rise I bet he don't work much But he still has enough To drive a truck newer than mine That's cool I heard he took you down To that uptown bar With the best wine money can buy I know you just met And it's still kinda fresh So he still believes all your lies That's cool i been just fine in my two-ton Silverado In my hometown by Park, drinking down the bottles Ain't no moving on, I'm already gone There's nothing you can do You always wanted somebody cooler than me And I'd rather have an ass down cooler than you go out for a long 18 and I don't gotta check my phone. I can be out on the lake all day not worried about getting home. That's cool. I've been just fine in my 2 tone Silverado and my hometown by bar drinking all about.